Welcome to Testify, where we are sharing the love of Christ and building people up through testimonies and teaching. Our passion is to share how God is working in people's lives today. My name is Rhonda Wagner, and I'm a founder and board member of Testify It. We have a wonderful testimony today from Denny Highland. Denny had everything going well in his life, from a great wife to a good job, and had been a great athlete. However, he had the feeling that something was missing. He started his quest by researching those who had been successful. The common thread he found surprised him. Hello, this is uh, David Briggs. I'm a board member with Testify, and I'm here today with uh, Denny Hyland. Denny, it's a pleasure to have you here today. And uh, Denny's going to share his, his testimony with us today on his journey to, to know Christ. And uh, Denny, I guess let's get started, if you could, uh, you know, kind of lead me through your, your early childhood years, and, and, you know, we'll just talk about your progression and your, and your journey. Yeah, sure. Well, first of all, it's really nice to be here. I really appreciate the opportunity to be able to, to share my testimony and, and hope that, you know, as people listen to this, um, that it blesses them in some way, shape, or form, the way that everybody else's testimony touches people. But, um, you know, I started out, uh, I was born and raised really in uh, Level Green, Pennsylvania, uh, which is a small town, probably 20 miles east of Pittsburgh, and um, had a you know unbelievable childhood there, um, small town atmosphere, um, everybody kind of knew everybody there. I was uh, the oldest of, of six children. Um, my father was a, an insurance agent, and um, my mother was a stay-at-home wife, as were a lot of mothers at that time. Um, so, you know, I, I grew up in Level Green, and, and I went to school over at Trafford Middle School, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, just had a wonderful childhood. I had so many good memories from that. Uh, still to this day, a lot of my friends, that I now that I live in the area as well, uh, you know, run across them daily on a, on a, you know, at the grocery store or, or at the ball field or their kids playing with my kids. So it's, you know, it's, it was really nice, uh, atmosphere for me growing up. Um, and from there, you know, that kind of, you know, moved me off, uh, to high school. And, you know, as I grew up, um, I, I kind of had a reputation around, uh, the Penn Trafford School District as, uh, being one of the better athletes in the community. Um, you know, God really wired me, uh, to be able to use my athletic ability. And so, um, I was uh, a three sport athlete at Penn Trafford. Um, I was a baseball player. Um, I started there as a freshman. I think I was the first freshman to start at Penn Trafford High School at that time. And, you know, three years, I, I also uh, played basketball on uh, the varsity basketball team and then uh, played on the football team as well. And, <clears throat> excuse me, I, you know, had some some uh, pretty good seasons there, especially towards the end of my, my career. Um, athletically, I was pretty well known around the county. Um for my ability to, to play sports, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, through your through your adolescence and into high school, how did uh, how did uh, Christianity or your faith um, factor into your to your life? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, it, it, it's funny because um, when I uh, was growing up, uh, my parents, um, you know, we were regular attenders at, at church every week, and it was something that. Um, you know, we didn't miss. I mean, we were we were there every, every Sunday. I can remember um, I was, the, as I said, the oldest of six kids. So 
Um, it was my parents and all six of us piled into a Chevy Impala. We were all sitting on top of one another. Uh, but we were there every Sunday. And, um, you know, as a regular attendee uh, and through grade school up to about sixth grade. And then at sixth grade, you know, I that was about the age that everybody kind of checked out, you know, spiritually. Um, although we went to church, you know, our, our religious training kind of stopped at that point. Um, so it was a place that I went to. Um, uh, it was a place that, you know, it was really more of a, a weekly obligation than, than it was a relationship. Um, and so I kind of grew up with that background. And, um, you know, as I kind of progressed in life, you know, as we'll talk here a little bit about, um, you know, my relationship kind of changed, but it really didn't change for me until uh, well after college, actually. So, okay. Yeah. All right. So you're you're graduating from Penn Trafford High School, and you're uh, heading off to, I would assume, college. Is that right? So so what does your college years look like then? Yeah, well, I, I headed off to college. That's right. I went to St. Vincent College, but I should probably back up just a little mm-hmm. bit and mention that probably the best part of that whole high school uh, situation prior to me leaving for college was is that I met my wife. Um, actually, actually it was before high school it was in junior high. That's how far <laughs> back it was. Um, and so we dated all the way through high school and, and, you know, making my decision to, to go to college. Um, I was fortunate that I, I did have a few opportunities to go on and play. I'm athletically football. Um, one of which was at Virginia tech and the other was at Marshall. And, um, but I also really loved basketball. Um, that was, that was really my sport. And, um, I don't want to admit it now, but <laughs> at the time, I really loved my wife, too. <laughs> so staying a lot closer to home was, was kind of crucial to me. So uh, because I love basketball, because I really love my wife and didn't want to go that far, uh, I ended up at St. Vincent and played basketball there. You know, So I played for um, Bernie Matthews, who was a uh, legendary coach up there. I think Bernie coached up there for about 30 years. Um and, you know, that's really when, you know, my life started to take a little bit of a turn. Um, I, I can remember going in there at at 18, you know, uh, being big man on campus after coming out of Penn Trafford and, you know, everybody knowing who you are and what you're about and having a lot of pressure and uh, going up there. And all of a sudden I was low man on the totem pole. And, um, you know, I kind of got to a point um, around the end of my freshman year where, I started to realize that, you know, my athletic career was, was coming to an end and this was, this was going to end for me. And, um, I really didn't know who I was. I didn't know, um, what my identity was because my identity was in athletics. You know, all the recognition and, and acclaim that I got came from athletics and I was no longer, no longer an athlete. And I didn't know who I was or where I was. I can remember exactly where I was on campus when I came back and had mentally made the decision that um, I wasn't going to play basketball anymore. And I can remember where I broke down. And um, that really started me on a journey, about a 15-year journey, to kind of figure out who I was. Um, and I did go on and I, I played baseball, but I played a little more casually at, at uh, St. Vincent. I did it for fun and I enjoyed it. A lot more, um, but I started focusing on, on you know where I was going to be the rest of my life, which was really the first time that uh, that I really started looking down the road a bit. 
Um, and then, you know, after I got out of uh, out of college, I, I worked in the uh, insurance industry for about four years. My dad was an agent. He, he was able to set me up with a job, and and uh, I did that in in the Pittsburgh area, north of Pittsburgh, for about three or four years. And you know, I always had a passion to. I always wanted to go south. And you know, you're you're uh, twenty six years old. I had just Diane and I had just gotten married. Uh, that would have been nineteen eighty three. At that time, we'd been married for about three or four years. Um, and um, you know, my buddy gave me an opportunity to come to South Florida and and work with him. And and so uh, I packed Diane up uh, reluctantly and uh, took her with me, and we headed down to South Florida. Um, you know, and up until that point, Dave, honestly, um, you know, although I had a challenge with my, you know, figuring out who I was um, spiritually, um, I had had a pretty good life up until that point. I married my high school sweetheart. Um, you know, when I got down to Florida, I, ha- I had a great job. Um, you know, I was making good money. I had everything really going for me, and I never really had any you know, difficulties in my life. I was pretty spoiled, quite honestly, to, to say the least. Um, but I remember as I approached, uh, was you know, in my early 30s, although I had all these things that were going for me, um, there was something inside of me um, that told me that I was, you know, there was something missing. I, for the life of me, I just could not figure out what it was. But I, I was happy, but I, I knew there was more. And I think it might have been you know, had a lot to do with my athletic background and being type A and being so driven all the time that, um, you know, I was still searching for something's missing. And I can remember specifically um, in the bedroom, sitting down with my wife. I, I had been a sort of a voracious reader at that time. Uh, I had been reading a lot of biographies about successful people trying to tap into what, what am I missing? What am I missing? And, you know, the common theme that I just kept coming across all the time was, that all these successful people that I was reading about, they kept mentioning they had a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And I would read that, and I would listen to that, but I had no idea what that was. Um, I remember, as I said, sitting there on the bed with my wife and just having this conversation about something's missing. I don't know what it is. We we hadn't been to church in a while. And I said, you know what? Um, I think I'm going to start taking a look at a few churches and you know, maybe getting back to church. We had grown up Roman Catholic, um, and I knew what that was about, but I really wanted to start exploring some some other um, types of, of spirituality. And so I kind of went on a what I call kind of like a like a church tour. Um, you know, if you guys remember the, the uh, rock groups that used to put the cities on the back that they played, and it would go all the way from the top to the back. Well, that... I. I kind of should have made up a, a T-shirt that had churches that goes from the top to the down to your waist because I went to a bunch of them, um, probably 14, 15 different churches. Some of them were the same denomination, but I was really just trying to experience a lot of different things and see what I, I kind of gravitated to. And, um, you know, I, I kind of settled in on, on one church in particular. It was a non-denominational church. And when you know it, one of my best buddies says, hey, he says, you know, while you're doing this, he goes, I'd like you to, to come to, to my church, which was a Calvary Chapel in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And I was kind of like, ah, oh, geez, one more, you know. I'm like, but I did it because I really respected this guy and the input and the impact that he had had on my life up to that point. So, you know, that's where, um, 
I plugged into. And, um, you know, it wasn't two weeks later that um, the pastor, a guy by the name of Bob Coy, gave an invitation that day. And um, I accepted Christ right there in Calvary Chapel at Fort Lauderdale that day. And, you know, knowing that it was right, but not knowing exactly what it meant. Um, but that, from that day forward, that really changed my life and you know, came to learn that that was the missing piece for me. Yeah. Um, that's, that's amazing, Danny. Can, can you talk a little bit more about, you know, what led you, you know, what was, what was the culmination to you getting to the point in which you accepted Jesus Christ into your life? Yeah. Like I said, it would, it would, I would say that it was, I had so many good things going for me. I had nothing negative in my life, like no really hard situations, no difficulty. Everything was perfect, but I just knew something wasn't right. You know, I knew, I knew there was more. I was like, there's got to be more than this because I'm, I'm, I do not feel fulfilled. And at some points, you know, I thought it was, well, maybe it's just because I miss athletics and, you know, I'm, 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 I'm not the guy anymore. But then I realized, you know, I didn't really, that's not what it was. I really didn't miss that. You know what I mean? I was, I had my health. I had a beautiful wife, had a great job, was making good income, like I said, but, and I just had, I had something missing and it just drove me nuts. And, um, that's really what got me kind of, you know, focused on, okay, what is this? And that, and a lot of that reading, um, really, uh, through the biographies kind of, as I said, kind of led me to the point where, okay, all right, this, this has to be it. You know what I mean? Because this is the, this is a common thread for so many of these guys, you know, um, and that church that I was in, 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 in uh, Fort Lauderdale, it's, um, I, I started to learn and plug in and grow. And, you know, I'll tell you a funny story real quick was I, I, um, how God kind of works is, um, you know, I was so ignorant, you know, I didn't, I didn't know anything. They told me, well, you need to go get a Bible. And I can remember going to a Walden bookstore and going there and looking at all the Bibles. And, and the challenge that I had with the Bible all the time before was it was always, you know, the twas's and the here tos. And I couldn't make sense out of it. And that might have something to do with me not studying academically in school too. <laughs> Nevertheless, uh, I, you know, I just couldn't, comprehension was hard for me. So I remember I was working one night, um, and there was a woman who was the same age as me. You know, we happened to be about 33 at the time. And she was kind of laughing at me when I told her this story of, I can't find a Bible that, you know, makes any sense to me. And, um, you know, she politely told me lovingly with sort of a, a smile on her face, I think you might need to get an NIV Bible. They're, they're just a little easier to read. And I, I didn't even know there was a different version of the Bible. So I was like, what's an NIV Bible? And she was kind enough to explain it to me as, uh, God would have it. Uh, that woman ended up being my wife's best friend for basically the last 25 years. Um, so she really kind of walked me on my journey, a woman by the name of Lisa King. And, um, just, you know, every question that I had, she was there along the way. She kind of blessed me. She pointed me to the right people. She more or less mentored me and my wife and discipled, uh, us together because Diane, uh, my wife had, had come to the church, um, two weeks later, um, as I was doing this spiritual quest, you know, reluctantly fighting me on the way in. Uh, and I can remember her telling me that, um, on the way in, listen, if anybody touches me, I'm telling you right now, I'm so out of here. 
two weeks later, you know, my wife's jumping up and down with her hands in the air, worshiping God, you know, so uh, obviously had an effect on her at the same time. So we were blessed in that we had uh, a great spiritual mentor in Lisa King to be able to kind of lead us and, and guide us and direct us through this walk. Um, and it, you know, it was a process, um, but um, I was on fire, man. And I, and once I realized that, man, this is what's been missing, I couldn't get enough of it. Yeah. So if, if you will, um, talk me from that, from that point forward, right? So you've gone to Calvary, you've, you've been saved, you've accepted Jesus Christ into your life. Now, now, you know, how, how has Jesus worked in your life, you know, from, from that point forward, if you will, or? Yeah. So that was, uh, like I said, that was, uh, when I was 33 years old. So I, I, you know, I went through a lot, I had a lot of learning that I had to do. Um, and I worked in the financial field for a long time. Um, and I, and I loved what I, I was doing. You know, I was really teaching, educating people, uh, on finances. Um, I started to learn how, you know, God, wants us to, to work with finances. So I started to incorporate that into what I was doing and, um, you know, continually studying the Bible and really learning how to incorporate God, not only into my work, but into all the different areas of my life. And, um, you know, as, as things kind of progressed, I kind of felt God moving in my heart. And, you know, I think it was 1995 as we were, um, you know, getting ready to, to, um, have our first son. And we ended up, uh, making a decision that we were going to move back to Pittsburgh. Diane and I, our parents were alive at that time, but three of them were not doing well. Um, our son was getting in the school system, so we decided to come back. Um, I was still uh, working in the financial field. Um, uh, but when we came back, you know, I was, uh, I was still trying to get a feel at that point then for, okay, you know, what is, what does God really want me to do? And, um, you know, so I, I ended up working uh, for Federated Investors in Pittsburgh. I was a wholesaler down there. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Uh, I actually worked in higher education from a management perspective in a graduate psychology class where I was working with doctoral and, and master's students, really educating them on program. Again, teaching, educating, training people. Um, but I really started to, um, you know, sort of feel a passion to uh, start coaching my kids. Um, you know, and so I got involved with coaching basketball, uh, here in the Penn Trafford area and my son started playing and I'm coaching him and trying to incorporate all the things that I've learned spiritually into, into, you know, raising my son. And, um, as he approached high school and started to get into high school, I, I really felt God, you know, kind of tugging on my heart that, Hey, you know, you need to do something, uh, for your son and the kids on the team. So I, I really just, I, I started Googling sports and ministry and, um, I bumped into FCA, which was the fellowship of Christian athletes. And so I'm on their website and the more I'm kind of looking at that and the more I'm kind of learning about, about, um, what they do. Um, I started to realize that, wow, you know, this really matched my skill set. you know, because I had a passion for athletics. I really had a passion to coach and really didn't matter what it was in sports or education or, or personal finance. That's who I was. But now I got to incorporate God into sports. And so I started an FCA huddle uh, in my house in on Sunday nights. Uh, he was in about ninth grade at the time. And I probably had 20, 25 kids that were coming over to our house, um, eating me out of house and home every Sunday night. And um, <laughs> I just, 
you know, it was awesome because, you know, these kids were growing. Um, and as I prepared to get ready for them on Sunday nights, I was reading all this stuff in the coaching realm. Now I'd been a Christian for a while and I'm reading this and I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm like, well, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing this either. You know, so it really transformed who I was as a coach and I became very passionate about it. Um, and then I, you know, I got the, I, I kind of got a call that, Hey, you know, and I, I think I could, I think I could really do this the rest of my life. And, and, and so I, at that point, and it was about, you know, about 2011 now, um, I, I, I decided that I was going to go full time and work in ministry. And I became the director for the fellowship of Christian athletes in the Pittsburgh area. Um, but it was funny, you know, prior to that, uh, to making that decision, I had, I had mentally made that decision in 2011, but around, um, 2010, about six months, um, before that, when I had made the decision mentally, um, God had really, um, you know, challenged me in a big way. Um, and I really think it was in retrospect preparation for uh, me moving into that role because what had happened was is, you know, six months prior to me taking the job, I, I kind of got slammed. That was the first time that I really ever faced some serious difficulty in my life. I had some serious, you know, things that had gone on within my, not my immediate family, but in my family um, that, that really brought a lot of us to our knees. Um, and then subsequently, right after that, um, you know, my spiritual mentor um, had passed away at a massive heart attack in his sleep. And, um, you know, this is just one month after the family thing. And now he's gone uh, about a month and a half after that. Uh, my wife got diagnosed with breast cancer, and that was an 18-month journey. And the final straw for me really was is um, I had been coaching my boy, and um, we were at an AAU tournament up in Cleveland. And we're away, and it was like 8.30 in the morning. I got a knock on the door, and it was one of the mothers of one of the boys who was just hysterical. She's banging my door down. I couldn't even understand what she was saying. I finally got her calmed down only to find out that one of the kids on my team, his father had had a massive heart attack in his sleep and passed in the night. So here I am now. I'm, you know, 180 miles away from Pittsburgh with a bunch of kids and their parents. And, um, you know, all these kids at that time, they were about 13 years of age and I'm their coach. And so, um, you know, I had to kind of get the kids together and kind of explain what happened and what was going to happen the rest of the day. But I remember specifically the boy whose who's, uh, dad had passed kind of pulling him aside in a room. And, you know, his mom's his mom's about 220 miles away. Um, and it's just me and him in the room. And I remember asking him, Brad, I said, do you happen to know if your dad um, what was a Christian? And he kind of looked at me, he kind of turned his head with kind of a confused look, and he says, I'm not sure. I know we go to church is what he said. And that that kind of that really hit me hard because I had been his coach for about six years, and I had all the opportunity in the world to share the gospel with this kid um, at practice, before practice, after practice, in between practice, and I never did. Um, and then I came out, and I had to talk to the parents that day, and I kind of got them all together and, um, you know, I was just sitting there 
ready to speak to them. And I got really emotional because as they were kind of looking at me, I could kind of see in their eyes that they kind of had that same innocent kid look like, well, you're the coach, you know, you're, you're supposed to help us through this, you know. And that's when, you know, I really realized the impact that, that, that a coach and an athlete can have. And that's really what drew me to this, this FCA ministry um, and really kind of propelled me. I remember being at uh, this young boy's father's funeral in Ligonier and, and there were so many people when they were, the back doors were open and just, you know, standing on the side in the crowd and just looking and saying, wow, you know, look at the impact that this guy had on people's lives. And, and this is what I want to do with my life. And this is the legacy I want to leave behind. Uh, I want to be able to impact people's lives for Jesus Christ. And this ministry was just the opportunity for me to be able to combine the skill set that I had and the way that God had wired me. And I finally came to the realization that I was at, you know, I kind of at the point where, I knew who I was now. I knew what my identity was. I knew what I was supposed to do, and it was time for me to go to work for God. So, yeah, it's it's amazing, Denny. I just want to, you know I want to say you know that your story is, is such a blessing. It really is. It, you know, uh, knowing you personally, it's had a, you know profound impact on me as well. Is there um, anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners before we close here today? Yeah, you know, I, I would just say that I, I've been I've been very blessed. You know, I've had a great wife for for thirty three years. We dated ten years for that. She's walked through all this with me side by side. Um, you know, the greatest feeling for me really is is really to be able to to now see that I have kids that are being raised in Christ and they're out there and they're making an impact in in the in the world and. Um, you know, I'm, I'm 55. I have no intentions of, of retiring. Um, I'm like on fire right now. And, um, I wake up every day shot out of a cannon because it's not work for me. And I can go all day long until I just run out of gas because it's about, you know, reaching as many people as we can for Jesus Christ. And I, and I just, I'm just so blessed to be where I'm at. I'm so thankful to, to God that he put me in the position that he did. So, Denny, with your, with your role with with FCA, it brings a scripture to mind um, to me. First Corinthians uh, chapter four, verse fifteen. It says, "For though ye have ten thousand instructors in Christ, yet have ye not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel." How does that scripture um, relate to you, your role with FCA, and what your role is with with the young athletes that you encounter? Yeah, well, that, that that's an awesome awesome scripture, Dave, and that that's. That's an, that's an awesome question too. And the, and the fact of the matter is, so I, so I serve as director uh, for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. So our uh, mission statement is really to impact the world for Jesus Christ. And we do that through the influence of, influence of coaches and athletes. Um, so sports is really just the vehicle. Dave, it's the gospel that changes everything. Um, you know, whether you're eight or 88, we can talk about the same baseball game. But if we, we spend enough time together and I build enough of a relationship with, with, with you and earn your trust and I earn the right to speak into your life, at some point there's going to be an opportunity for me to talk to you a little bit about how Jesus changed my life and, and hope that the Spirit moves within your heart to be able to do that as well. Um, so that's my role now. My role is really to do with 
Jesus talked about in Matthew 28 is, is to, to make disciples and to, to train up these young athletes and these coaches to be disciples for Jesus Christ, whether that happened to be, you know, with their team on the field that particular day or in their community, or we take them out on a mission strip, you know, to, to change the world. Um, it, my goal is, is really to train up as many leaders as we can and as many different um, industries because sports all ends for all of us one day unless we turn professional there's not that many of it so the way that we impact the world is by taking these kids and using athletics to train them up you know to, to be soldiers for Jesus Christ and understand Matthew 28 8, 18 through 20 and allow them to take that into their biology field or their marketing field and 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 you know mentor and disciple the people that they come across in the daily rhythms of their life. And that's how we win the world for Jesus Christ. So we're all about training up leaders. Yeah. Amazing. Danny, thank you very much. It's, it's been a true blessing to hear your testimony today and, and we truly appreciate it here at testify it. Well, thanks for having me. This was awesome. Thank you for listening today. I hope you were truly blessed. If you want more information about Testify It, please visit us at testifyit.com. That is T-E-S-T-I-F-Y-I-T.com. Do you have a testimony to share? We would love to hear from you. Just go to testifyit.com and fill out the testimony form. You can find it at the bottom of any page on the site. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ and truly want one, call out to Him today. Decide to give over your life, surrendering it to Him, and choose to follow Him. He has already paid the price for your sins with His death on the cross. He was raised on the third day and will give you everlasting life with Him. You will be born again, and He will place His Holy Spirit within you. Until next time, remember you are loved by God and He deeply desires a relationship with you.